0: Hey, welcome to episode four of No Gatekeeper. Uh, I'm with Matty Vogel this time and we're talking to a class again on Skype and we recorded it for your pleasure. Hope you enjoy. So the way that I've started them before is everyone kind of introduces themselves uh, to the group, like who they are, where they're from and kind of at what point in their career they are. Because we get like a real mix of like people just starting out, people thinking about doing it, people like the last year of college um, and stuff like that. So it's, it's nice to know kind of where everyone's at. But first of all, um, I think we need to introduce you. Um, So this is Matty, this is Billie Eilish's photographer. Um, You were on like a big, big ass world tour with her before this kind of happened, weren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we managed to get three shows in of a 12-month tour. Uh, We did like a week of rehearsals and then we had two shows, and then the day of the third show, everything got cancelled.
0: Man, that's so crazy. That it's crazy that you kind of started and had have to, have to stop.
1: I know. I know it's wild. so It's definitely a trip. We didn't think it was it was gonna happen until it happens you know same for everyone else yeah of
0: course well thank you so much for for doing this Matt it's much appreciated um everyone here is gonna ask me and you some questions so what I'm gonna do everyone is I'm just gonna go through how I've done the uh questions in my phone uh and then you can all kind of introduce yourself in that order um so uh Izzy if you want to kind of tell us um where you from? What's your what's your age and what what you're up to? That would be uh, that'd be Mint. Obviously, make sure you unmute your mic when you uh, <laughs> when you start talking. Uh, if you are here, Izzy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she's she's the only one not here. Well, okay, we'll, we'll come back to Izzy last.
2: Izzy,
0: Izzy, letting the team down. Come on. Um, okay, Houston.
2: Uh. So I'm um, 25, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, so I'm about, I don't know, I want to say three years into doing this in sort of a semi-professional capacity. I I photograph for a few publications around here, so um, it's nice because there's not really any other photographers that do this in Omaha, so I get to Mm -hmm. photograph just about all the shows and (laughs) I'm starting to move into some festivals as well, which is nice. Great, man. You've got that sweet monopoly. hmm <laughs>
1: Yeah, <exactly.
0: laughs> Good. <It's
3: laughs> nice great.
1: One. I'm pretty familiar. I I went to college in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, which oh, really? for those who have not been to Nebraska or Iowa is very close. Uh, and by very close, I mean like three hours away. Right? Is it three hours? Oh, yeah. Nothing in between. Yeah. No, not uh, really. But yeah, that's awesome. I I when I lived in Des Moines, I wasn't shooting professionally yet, but I was uh, kind of like the same thing—one of the only photographers shooting like these shows and not a lot of bands, tour to places like that. So mm-hmm. I know it can be tough, but uh, that's awesome. That's
0: Sick, great. Man. Thank you, Houston. We'll uh, we'll get back to your question very shortly. Um, so Jaben, again, if I pronounce any of your names wrong, I massively apologize. Um, yeah, Jabin, I think is how I pronounce your name.
4: Hey there, uh, my name is Jay Ben, I'm a photographer in, based in Toronto, Canada, cool. and um, I've been, I started contact photography back in September of 2019, so fairly new to the industry, so I'm really happy to actually talk to you, because I've been following you since like 2014, um, for yeah. like the 1975 uh, Instagram, so. Great, man, thank you.
0: Thank you so much, man, I appreciate it, we'll, uh, we'll get to you. Very shortly, we've got we've had quite a lot of Canadians actually on, on the past uh, past few episodes. You uh, you lot love it, man. It's great. Um, Matthew Dingle, I've got next.
5: Hey, yeah, my name is Matthew. I am uh, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh... Oh, I think you. Oh, oh, I think you paused. Your connection paused, my man.
0: That, that, that Wi-Fi is, is stabbing you in the back, my man. Oh, no. Okay. We'll, co- uh, Matthew, we'll come back to you. Oh, no, you're, you're back. You're back, you're back, you're back. Hello. Am I here? Yes, you're back. Sorry, man. Sorry, go again. Hi,
5: yeah, so, uh, my name is Matthew. I am 18 years old. I'm based in Atlanta. Um, I've been doing this for about two years now, uh, semi specialist uh, photography. Um, hopefully in a few months I'll be able to start college, obviously, like, touch and go at the minute. But um yeah, just been going for about two and a half two ish years, sort of been trying to get my feet wet with everything that I can and um yeah I've been following you for a while as I'm sure most everybody else has through a lot of your work. Just same with Maddie as well. And so uh yeah, thank you for the uh, opportunity.
0: Of course man. Thank you so much for coming. really appreciate having you man. Um so next up is Mia.
6: Hi, hey. um, I'm Mia. I'm also from Atlanta. Damn. Um, I just graduated college okay. last week, which is very Congratulations. exciting in Boston. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I have been pursuing tour management actually, so a little outside of photography, mm-hmm. but because kind of tours are not happening right now, I've, um, throughout college, I took a lot of photos at a lot of Boston, like house shows and DIY shows. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully trying to maybe evolve that and continue pursuing like photography and all of that, but through the medium of like touring and all that.
0: Yeah. Fantastic man, great. Thank you very much, Mia. And we'll get back to you very shortly. Uh Kara. Right. Hello. Oh there we
7: go. Is it unmuted?
0: Yeah, yeah it is. Hello.
7: Hi. I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. So wow. a little bit more down south. <laughs> beautiful.
0: It's probably um, the most beautiful city I've ever been to. Uh,
7: absolutely gorgeous yeah, yeah i recommend it to everyone um but basically i started just with music photography about six months ago mm-hmm. a friend of mine um recently just started his own band and wrote me in and i got a taste for it and absolutely fell in love with it great and um, oh, yeah. yeah i mean december holidays are our summer holidays so there was quite a few small festivals and mm-hmm. sort of gigs around town during summer mm-hmm. and uh yeah just sort of got bitten by the music bug, and um, obviously not the best time, because now it's all come to a grinding halt, <laughs> <Yeah. old. laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, just trying to soak up as much information as possible and to learn from you guys is just absolutely great, so great, thank man. you.
0: No, of course, man, thank you. Did, did you do? Um, did you go to Rocking the Daisies?
7: I've been to Rocking the Daisies a few times, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. didn't go this last year, because I was actually in Seattle, um.
0: Um,
7: but yeah, so it's yeah been a few times. It's, super it's always cool, man. been great. Super, super yeah.
0: cool. Well, thank you so much for coming, and we'll get back to you very shortly. Um, so, Sara uh, is next.
8: Yes. Hello. I'm Sara. Hello. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm sure. from Medellin, Colombia. Beautiful. And I'm trying my best to understand well, <laughs> all the things you're saying. i'm oh, i'm
0: sorry. Oh, man. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll speak slower.
8: No, <laughs> no problem. Um, I studied, I'm studying audiovisual communication mm-hmm. in the university. I'm in third semester, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad to be here.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming, man. Yeah. I think um, Columbia sounds super beautiful, man. Hopefully, I'll be there next year at some point. it be great. Super cool. Thank you so much for coming. Much appreciated, Sarah. Um, Cassidy. Hi.
3: Um,
6: hey. I'm Cass.
0: Hey, Cass.
6: Um, I'm 17, and I'm from Chicago.
0: Yeah. Best um, city in mean, North America. Come on.
6: <laughs> I've been taking pictures of, like, concerts since forever, mm-hmm. but not really, like, professionally, I guess. Sure. And I wanted to start getting into, like, more bigger shows.
0: Sure. And, fantastic man thank thank you so much for coming I really appreciate it and thank you for emailing me earlier and just double checking because that was my that was my goal (laughs) (laughs) thank you um Natalia yeah
9: that's
0: me hey Natalia
9: hi um well I'm also from Colombia wow there you go two Colombians come (laughs) on
0: maybe you two can hang out
9: I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm 17 and I've been doing, you know, not professional, of course, but I've been into photography for about three years. Mm -hmm. And the closest I've been to, you know, doing concert photography was that my school once did like a talent show and... I got to take pictures with my camera. They looked absolutely awful, but I feel like I've gotten better <laughs> And I'm really glad for this opportunity. Great,
0: man. We, we've all been there. I'm sure Matty has as yeah. well when you come away from yeah. a few, You're like, that was Sometimes really bad. Sometimes I still banal. feel like I am. <laughs> um, thank you, Natalia. Uh, last couple, we've got Audrey.
10: I'm Audrey, and I'm from Omaha, Nebraska as well. I'm currently in Lincoln,
9: Nebraska.
10: Yeah, so that's wild. Um, Yeah, so I'm 19, and I'm a sophomore at the university here. And I originally started in photography because I'm a photojournalism major. And I worked for our student publication, and we had a local music festival that they needed to be covered, and I jumped right on it because I love music. And ever since then, I've been applying to work for different radio stations and publications and kind of just hopping on like every show that I can and shooting a lot of DIY shows and I'm a content manager at a venue here and then also been working with like festivals and stuff here as well just trying to do as much as I can.
0: Great man well thank you so much for coming I can't believe we've got yeah, two,
1: two people from Columbia and I two know, people from that's Nebraska why.
0: that's crazy.
1: We should
0: have just done this in Omaha. I uh, yeah. I know I know it's it's crazy. Um, I've just had an email from Izzy saying she's trying to join from a different laptop. So hopefully we'll get Izzy very cool. shortly. Uh, if not, we will uh, mourn her loss. Um, and then last but not least, we have Nori. Yeah, hello. Hello, Nori. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm
9: 18 also, and I'm from Budapest, Hungary. So I think I'm the only like European right now. You know
0: what? I I just I was just about to say I can't believe the entire call. I've got no English people here and I've got no European <laughs> people here. This is crazy. Man. Okay.
9: So yeah, I'm from, I'm from this tiny country, so obviously it's like a little harder mm. to do bigger shows. But I've been doing it photography, like music photography for like the past year and I've just been trying to like reach out do as much as I can. Do mm-hmm. local shows. Do whatever really, sure, sure.
0: that's available. I, want, I like. I don't mean to kind of like. Prior, I one of your parents English at all? Because you, you have like a super English no. accent. That's really oh, weird. No,
9: <laughs> I I grew up watching like YouTubers and stuff <laughs> <things laughs> like that, so and funny. I just really like oh. picked up on it.
0: I thought like when you started talking, I was like, oh, finally, like I've got an English person here. <laughs> you just that's that's like so, you sound more English than some English people. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, thank you so much had, for coming.
9: I had like English friends and it, it made it easier because I like talked to a lot of English people and I picked up on their accent. Sure,
0: sure. You, you, like poor you poor soul. You poor soul. Well, thank you everybody so much for coming. Uh, it's massively appreciated. So I basically just get into the questions from now and then we just kind of go through them. It, you, it's been lasting about an hour and a half. Um, so you're in it for the long haul um i'll be really upset if you leave at any point i'll find you and hunt you down and, and ask you where you said so the whole time um, where
1: you live. It's omaha.
0: exactly exactly matt you will find the people in omaha i'll go to columbia on holiday and find you kind of maybe i don't know anyway um so let's start with houston's question um and then we'll we'll get cracking
2: I guess mine, I, I sent you one originally, that I kind of asked at the end of the last one. But do you mind if I if I switch it up a little bit? You
0: can. You you, you me and Matt. You might see the panic on our faces if you. actually oh, it's
2: okay. I don't <laughs> think it's too. It'll be too stressful. Um, but I guess my question was: so I've been doing this for about um, two and a half, three years now, and you know, I seem like the uh, the old man in the group compared to everybody else. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's signed on to the call. But I'm, I'm sort of curious what you guys think about taking the next step. Like, where do you need to be um, geographically? Is it someplace where you, you think you have to be in a big city necessarily to link up with a band and go on tour, or is that... I'm, I'm just curious as to your thoughts on that because it seems like in Omaha, I'm sort of, you know, we we have a few local bands, but nobody that really tours nationally. Sure. So sure. I always feel a bit shit out of luck, and like I have to move to a big sure. city to. Sure. To do that. Yeah, I
0: mean, like my, my experience of it has been so. I grew up in um, the middle of England in a place called Birmingham, which is like is like the second biggest city, but compared to London, it's it it just it powers in in significance in terms of how many bands come through and just the the amount of opportunities and all that kind of stuff um i think unfortunately it is kind of the reality of it sometimes it's not this isn't to say that like you can't build like a good career out of a small town uh, in, in a kind of a lesser big city but i think unfortunately uh, just the way that the industry works um it, it does kind of lend itself to being in a big city, unfortunately. Mm. Like, the UK... I mean, like, Europe's, like, London, Berlin, Amsterdam are probably, like, bigger, the biggest places you could be. Like, North America, Matty, you, you could probably help out a bit more with that because I know you have yeah. had a similar experience of moving to LA.
1: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, though, I... My first touring gigs, uh, I got... My first gig period, I got... Oh... Uh,
0: Oh, Matt, um, you, you froze a little bit there, mate. They were
1: like, oh no, am
0: I cutting out? You did a little bit. Just just come back okay. to where you said you got your first tour.
1: Yeah, I got my first tour uh, when I was living in Iowa, actually, uh, attending college there. And, like, there are so few shows that come through places like Omaha and in, in Des Moines, Iowa. And what I did was I would go to, like, everything I possibly could and shoot. And I'd, like, shoot for free. Um, and I started, like, some of these smaller bands would come through so frequently Uh, like small bands like bands that are like a 15 passenger van and like Mm -hmm. can't even afford hotels for the night they're always looking for like a floor to crash on Mm -hmm. and i started shooting bands like that uh as much as possible like i wouldn't miss a single show i'd shoot everything and eventually some of these bands started coming through town so frequently uh i start like offering up i got to know them a little bit i started offering up my floor like in my college dorm for them to like come and sleep on uh and they stayed at my place a couple times, and always loved the photos that I gave them, Uh, and uh, it kind of, they turned into friends, I guess, Uh, and they, at one point, uh, were like, hey, we, like, enjoy hanging out with you, and we love your photos, like, do you want to come on tour, we have this tiny-ass little budget, but uh, that's how it started for me, Uh, Mm. and I was worried about the same thing, I was like, fuck, I was like, do I have to move to LA or New York or something like that to get any music photography gigs but uh i don't know it's it's tough because it's so relationship based and i think Mm -hmm. it's just taking i think you can make it work from anywhere it's just like taking advantage of uh the relationships you have and honestly one of the like secret advantages of being in a place like omaha i think is that you kind of do have a monopoly on these shows like when bands come through or there are local bands that exist uh like you can be the guy you can be the one and uh, you can really, like, foster those relationships. And people come through Omaha, and every time they know they're, you know, you'll shoot the show, and you'll get great photos and stuff like that. And I think that could be, like, a huge advantage mm-hmm. uh, instead of a, a total disadvantage, if yeah. you work it correctly. Yeah. I, I think Matt,
0: you makes a really good point there in terms of relationships. <coughs> um, it, it's something that I talk about quite a lot in terms of it, it really – you could be, like, as good at lighting as, like, any Leibovitz. And if you're – A a nightmare to be around. Um, People just aren't going to hire you on (laughs) top at the end of the day. Uh, I know this is kind of diverging from your question of kind of where where to live and stuff, but it is very relationship based. You know, if there are like great bands like where you're living, this is kind of speaking to you all, you know, find them and shoot them, man. Like build a story with them because like you have access to these bands that that some people don't necessarily have the access to. even though it's on like a smaller basis, possibly, um, it's, it's still like a really great opportunity for you to like use what maybe feels like a bad situation and use it in your own and using it as a strength, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think the reality does bite a little bit, maybe a little bit further down the line. Yeah, um, yeah. That, yeah,
1: I guess that said too, I, I think uh, I even when I was first starting and I was living in these cities that aren't big music hubs, I always like I was like I. So like move to the next step, you kind of do like have to go live somewhere where the other types of gigs exist and the bigger bands exist and stuff like that. I would always get so jealous of my friends who lived even in cities like Boston and New York or like just even getting like big shows to shoot all the time. And those opportunities, even just like shooting big shows and bigger bands are like real valid opportunities and things that you can't get in a place like Omaha. And uh, if I were to go back in time and do anything differently and to really dive all into music, I would probably moved to a bigger city earlier than I did. Uh, just since I've lived in LA, it's it's been just crazy how many like little, because there's so much, so much music here and so many bands and uh, there's so many little opportunities for like shooting BTS on a, on a music video or uh, like, you know, just little shows and uh, like shooting magazine covers and for little online outlets and stuff like that, all those little opportunities exists a lot more in like these bigger cities and music hubs than they do in a place like Omaha unfortunately so I think I don't think it's impossible but I do think you know if if you want to go all in I think you'd benefit probably from moving to uh a place like LA or Nashville or New York or or something like that or London would be sick London would be sick we'd we'll be, <laughs> we'll be happy to have you man
3: <laughs>
0: does that answer your question yeah, yeah, yeah. So. uh thank you man thank you so much for coming back by the way. Um, we had a bit of like a, a time difference uh, mess up on one of the last calls, so Houston's rejoined. Uh, and thank hey. you so much for coming again, man. I much appreciate it.
2: Yeah, man, appreciate
0: it. Cool. Uh, Jay Ben.
4: Hey. Um, so my question for you and uh, Maddie uh, is that um, so basically my situation for I'm st- still a um, beginner photographer for mm-hmm. concerts and whatnot. I currently work with a smaller publication. And my question is that um, I have two, two if you don't mind. Uh, one is, um, how would I go about in terms of um, it, shooting for bigger artists, um, despite me working for a smaller uh, publication? And the other one is, how would I approach towards uh, getting to tour with a band or artists? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you want me to start, Matty, or do you want to start?
0: Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, yeah, I, the, the touring one's an interesting one because touring with a band is kind it, it feels like the last step of a relationship. Um, it always feels... I don't know about you, Matty, but, like, my, my relationships with bands that I've toured with, it's kind of been like a slow progression up into a point where you then start touring with them. It's not... It's very rare that, like a band will just, like, randomly turn around and be like, hey, do you want to join us on the road for a year? It's like, because, like I kind of mentioned on the last question, um, these people need to know that you're likable and, like, personable and that you'll get on with everybody. Um, So it does, it, it is about kind of building and spending time with bands that you, I think, I think... I don't know, again, I don't know about you, Matty, but I, my job's a lot easier when I really like the music that I'm working with, Um, Um, because it just, it just feels like, it just feels more natural and more organic, so if you, if you can, like, you're in Toronto, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, so, like, Toronto's got, like, tons of stuff coming through, and I'm sure there's, like, a cool scene going on, whether that's, like, guitar Mm -hmm. music or rap or, you know, whatever that looks like. If you find something that you find, like, super interesting within yourself, um, whatever that looks like, I I would say just go and, like, build a story with these people. um, to A, show that to other people that you can kind of build a story outside of just, like, a live setting so that you can capture the nice little moments backstage and you can capture the -the in-the-van moments and, you know, all those kind of things. Um, And then that will – it's the whole thing of kind of build it and it will come. I think you do that enough, and it will kind of eventually pay off. Um, yeah, is that a similar experience with you, mate?
1: Yeah, totally. Sorry, there's a, a big truck beeping. I don't know if you hear it. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, same here. Really, it's it's it does feel like the last step in a relationship uh, with an artist. A lot of times, I think that's absolutely correct. But I guess I've also had. Um, sort of a loud truck. Uh, sometimes there's there's uh, strokes of luck. I guess, as well, and uh, I think if you, at least for me, and uh, a lot of my peers that I grew up with, uh, like, I grew up, like, in the Warped Tour scene, kind of, and the first artists I toured with were, like, in that in that scene, and a lot of my photographer friends, uh, who are still, like, music photographers today, started with, like, small bands. There's guys like Thomas Falcone, and mm-hmm. Josiah Van Dien, and Adam L. Macias, like, all of those guys... Uh, like, grew up in places that weren't big, like music hubs, and uh, toured with really small artists to begin with. Uh, and, like, kind of built those relationships on, like, you know, following them for a day when they're shooting a show in their hometown and sending them, like, really cool behind the scenes photos or shooting, like, promo pics for the band, stuff like that. Uh, and, like, getting FaceTime with them uh, in little ways and building the relationship. And then eventually going on tour with them and then kind of once you started touring once, I feel like the ball just starts rolling. And yeah. I know for myself and my own experience, when I got my first tour under my belt, uh, when other people started reaching out to me and looking for tour photographers, it's like, oh, this guy tours. He must be like a tour photographer. Yeah. He must be like a perfectly fine guy to have on tour. Yeah. So I got a lot of gigs, surprisingly, from artists I'd never met or worked with before, where I toured with another artist that they were familiar with. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, this person likes them. Then I'm sure that they're fine, and I would love to have them. So, uh, for me, that's kind of how it works in a lot of ways, and a lot of it, it is like it sucks. Cause it's so much like a stroke of luck.
5: Mm.
1: All right, one sec. I'm muting all this truck. That's okay. I,
5: I it's, I'll stra-
0: can, it's okay. I, I'll kind, I'll kind of add on to your point about uh, strokes of luck, because I think luck's such an interesting word and such an interesting thing, because. Again, please elaborate matt if you feel like i'm I'm saying completely different to what you've experienced but the 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 harder that I've worked and the more stuff that I've done and the more stuff that I've gone out, the luckier that I get um because like or like obviously if you're out and about, you might like bump into someone that works at a label or works at like a press relations or stuff like that I think. As as fantastic as the the kind of internet age is uh, the world that we live in, it it can sometimes lull you into a false uh, sense of like being comfortable and that you you will only get noticed via like having a big Instagram following or whatever. Whereas in reality, like I, like face to face interaction is still the biggest thing by a million miles, wow. man. Um, yeah. And you will, I promise you. Like I <laughs> I I need to figure out a maths formula for this, but the harder you work, the, the more lucky you will get. And like sometimes it will. Feel, some somebody's probably sitting here being like, "Yeah, but I've been doing it for three years and I don't feel very lucky." It will happen at some point. You just have to stick with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's. Um, yeah. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I think that totally. I totally agree. And I, I myself, I was like shooting shows locally for years and years and years. Uh, oh, yeah watching all of my friends, my peers, like, go on tour, I was like, why, like, what am I doing wrong, why am I not getting this, mm-hmm. and it really was just, like, building a relationship with an artist, and, uh, like, having the opportunity to do that is something that you can kind of create with, like, artists of any level in your hometown, and, uh, yeah, I guess, to further your points, that's, it's, it's really just, uh, the harder you work and, like, the more you network and the more you, like, value and foster those relationships, the luckier you get.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, man, did, did, does that answer your question or questions, Uh, uh Yes, it did. Thank
0: cool.
4: you so much. Great.
0: Thank you so much, man. That's a really good question. Thanks, dude.
5: Um, Matthew? Yeah, so, um, my question was pretty similar to Houston's, actually, in terms of, like, location and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, to whereas, right now, it feels, it feels, you know, something like I'm in between two worlds with, you know, shooting with local artists and local shows and stuff like that in my hometown and sort of starting to gain that traction with, uh, you know, bigger gigs and stuff like that. And, you know, doing all the moves. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Just go back ten seconds then go again. Sorry.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, sort of in between the two worlds of, like, getting those local shows and, mm. you know, getting some traction with bigger um, locations and stuff like that. When you sort of move to, like, you know, a bigger place where you're going to have more opportunity. looking back on your career, I guess, how would you say um, to somebody in my position, taking advantage of that when you move to a new place where you're not really sure of who everybody is and Mm. where to go and sort of how to take advantage when you put yourself in that new setting, sort of, so to speak?
0: Yeah, it's a funny one because... I when I moved to London, I um, I knew I didn't know a single soul that lived there. I didn't know anybody in the music industry. I didn't have any family that worked in the industry, so I didn't have any like, I didn't have any idea of how it worked at all. Um, so it was it is really difficult um, to find <laughs> to to figure out how it works. Um, sorry, just one second. H- hey, Izzy. Um, if you could just pop your mic on mute, please. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, because you, you you do go into it quite naive, essentially, because there's so many layers to the industry, and they are quite convoluted sometimes. Um, but I think it, it, it kind of comes back to the questions that, uh, that me and Matty have answered, really, in terms of just, like, you, you will meet people like the more you go to places and I think you seem like a very likeable person you seem like pretty nice and you would be surprised and again I, I don't know what Matty's experience of like people that are and stuff but like you'd be surprised like how um how much like being nice is valued because there's a lot of the time like the, there's not tons of nice people in these kind of people's so work surroundings um so, yeah, just kind of, like, figure out what's happening in the city. Find out those, like, cool little local uh, venues. Um, like, the, the venue managers, like, do, does the venue need photos? Like, you know, it doesn't always necessarily have to be for the band or for the record label. Like, does the venue uh, need a thing? Or just, like, the brand that maybe sponsored the bar, do they need photos? Like, you can just, like, hit these people up. And it's, it's a really nice way of, like, finding out how... Uh, your, your kind of city works, because I'm sure all cities work kind, kind of similar, but very different mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of my advice on that kind of area of it. What, what about you, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, I haven't done like a big, when I moved to LA, I was working for an artist who's based here. So I kind of had like some built in work. But moves I've made in the past before I was like so established, I guess, as a, a tour photographer. Um, I like moved to like, a city like Philadelphia. And at first I was like, I don't know anyone here. I actually lived with like another music photographer who also didn't know anyone there. Mm. And, uh, I think what really made the move like worth it is just plugging in so much into like the local music scene yeah. and like not thinking I was, I was like, too big for anything or uh, I think any opportunity was too small and just like taking even like small minuscule things that that felt like tiny gigs and uh, just trying to deliver like over deliver just like absolutely fucking crush it and and be memorable and uh, I think when you when when you work really hard and you like deliver an amazing set of photos or product whatever it is uh, and you're like a nice person and enjoyable to be around and you don't cause people to like be anxious or you know make people feel comfortable i think that those people then in turn really like have your back and are willing to like
3: mm-hmm.
1: push you towards new opportunities and aren't afraid to like share you with their network and stuff like that so Absolutely. i think that's kind of i don't know it's it seems like stupid and almost unsaid but when you do get opportunities just like taking making the most out of them uh even when they're small, just yeah. adds up so much. Absolutely. I,
0: I think I think on the back of that a, a golden rule of mine is when you are approaching something like a local scene or something that's not necessarily massive is to ask yourself what you can contribute rather than what you can take away from it. Um I think that's a really, really important thing because I think you'll you're going into it in the right mindset then. Um, because you 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 really don't want to come across as, like, you're using them as a stepping stone. Like, that right. is not a good look at all. Um, you have to go into it on a genuine level of, like, what can I contribute to this hardcore scene, this trap scene, this, you know, yeah. like, whatever, um, rather than, yeah, like I said, um, oh, if I do this, like, uh, Travis Scott might see it because he's friends with him. Like, no, like, don't do that. Do you know what I mean? It's, like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just do do it with the right intentions, and, yeah. and like Matty says, people will come to you, and yeah, the, the the city will will welcome you with open arms. Hopefully, yeah. Does that does that answer your question? Um, no. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Cool. I Appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Dude. Um, so, if you could just mute your mic for us, and then we'll move on. So, Mia. Hi. Um, Hi. So
6: especially nowadays we all kind of have you know a phone in our pocket all of that that. um and it's really easy to kind of everyone's shooting film nowadays you know Mm -hmm. everyone's able to get their hands on a camera it seems like so kind of wanted to um have you guys talk a little bit about differentiating your photography specifically when it comes to shooting concerts because a lot of the times I feel like there's 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 a lot you can do with like behind the scenes kind of stuff but when it comes to just like actually shooting the show there's for me, it seems like there's only so many different angles you can do, sure. um, and I, I kind of wanted to just like have you guys talk a little bit about that yeah, and getting your work to stand out.
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you can you can start, Matt, if you want to. Yeah, this
1: this is actually one of the things that uh, really drew me to Jordan's work, like the most. I I remember seeing uh, some of Jordan's work that he posted was taking these photos of uh, like fans entering the venue and like running in (laughs) and I was like this is so sick. Uh, (laughs) Concerts are so like when people go and cover a concert myself included it's really easy just to be like cool I'll shoot the first three songs or the set or whatever and just forget about the rest of the environment and uh, the things that like make every show unique but um, that's one of the things that really drew me to Jordan's work in the first place. I was like this guy is like seeing stuff that i just like take for granted like you don't even recognize it like it happens every day mm-hmm. and it's like cool moments emotional moments meaningful stuff mm-hmm. and uh that was just like before the show um obviously his concert photos are amazing and unique and uh i feel like i can probably speak for both of us when i say that it gets really tough to shoot the same thing every, yeah. every-
5: um, yeah.
1: the production the bigger tours and stuff it, it's just It's the same exact like stage and setup and everything every single night. It's never different. Every arena looks the same and uh, that part gets tough. But I think uh, amongst music photographers, you can like finding your own style of concert photography is a little bit of a difficult thing because Mm. the lighting and everything, the situation, everything is so controlled that the only like differentiation you get is like shooting from different angles. And the way you edit and capturing the moments and being in the right place for the right moments. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I guess what I hope to achieve in my work when I'm shooting concerts is like, it gets so much easier when you're shooting an artist over and over again. But, like, there's moments of Billy's set that are so powerful to me. And uh, just knowing exactly when they're going to happen and how I want to capture it um, and trying to. Make my work as a whole be like composed of of those moments, those like most meaningful, uh, like emotional, intimate parts of the set, uh, is super important to me, I think. And I hope it's what makes my work stand out a little bit. Like, there's certain photos that I try to achieve all tour, and uh, sometimes they're really tough to get. But I think building your own style in that way can really set you apart. i'm not like totally a purist so when i'm editing photos i'll definitely like take out mic stands or take out you know a symbol that's distracting in the back and stuff like that and they will really try to treat it like uh trying to to build the world that i think the artist like wants like yeah. represented yeah. uh in the photo even in post-processing yeah uh so i guess it's one thing i try to like, try to really focus on in my work it's not just like Getting a snapshot of this moment in time, but like really taking the whole theme and the purpose and the vision of the artist that I'm working for, and trying to like emulate it as much as possible in my photos. Mm -hmm. You've touched on
0: you've touched on like a ton of really good points there, man. Thank you for your very kind words, by the way. Um, Yeah, the the emotion side of things is something that can be looked over a little bit sometimes. Um, because I, especially with like, big production stuff that me and Matty uh, work on, I think you can lose sight of the fact that this band or this artist or whoever like means so much to some people. Um, and it becomes quite normalised to, again, people like me and Matty, because we're with these people every day and they, they feel like really normal people. But to to the fans that are out there every single night, these people may have, like, had a massive effect on her life, or whatever. And it's, I think it's really important to kind of step out of your own. I think I agree with Matty in terms of like putting your own stamp on it, of course, but then also kind of taking on board the other emotions that the people in the room are feeling. And I've, that, that will really kind of come through in your work. um Like, I, I had like a really interesting experience in Dubai. Um, I don't know if any of you are, are kind of aware of what happened in Dubai with the 1975. Um, you can you can Google it afterwards um, if, if you don't. But long story short of it is that um, the the singer Matty, not Matty Vogel, uh, the singer Matty from the 1975, kissed a boy um, on the barrier, and there's like super like um, backwards kind of laws about being gay um, in Dubai, and. The, the the emotion and the power in that room was just incredible. That I did find myself shooting the crowd like a lot more than the band because it was just such an overwhelming experience. And I think that kind of emotional intelligence will um, will set you apart. Maybe not like maybe not stylistically straight away because I think st- like your style does come in time. Like I, if anybody asks me, and I'm not I'm not saying this for Matty to be like oh, but this. I'm saying, like, I, I personally, if someone asks me what my style is, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know, like, I just capture the the moment well. Um, so, like, your your style will come in time. You you might not necessarily know what your style is, but it just it's the one that feels most natural to you. Um, it is funny what you mentioned in terms of like everybody has cameras in their pockets because I've said this on a, on a couple of episodes now. But I don't know about you, Matty. I've definitely had moments where like we finish a set and like I go backstage and I'm editing and I'm like quick check on Twitter and I'm like yo that kid's got a better photo than me on that iPhone yes. what the fuck that's <laughs> mental <laughs> um but like rather than seeing that as like sometimes I'm like,
1: sometimes a... I'm, like, like... Yeah. sorry go on oh even sometimes it's like kids with iPhones I'm like how did you get this like I have more grain <laughs> on this like more yeah. noise on this photo. I was like, "This makes no sense."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, I think, rather than seeing that as like, oh, I know, and a quote-unquote like attack on the art form or whatever, like it's cool, man. It, it's incredible that that people can take such beautiful photos with like pretty kind of like um, accessible uh, equipment now. But I, mean, I think that is where um, the emotion of it. Can can come in because now it does feel like you, almost anybody can take a well lit sh- straight photo, <laughs> um, but it is about kind of um, finding your lane and 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 just what you feel is important, man. I, it, that's what it is. Like it, even if that's not bands, even if that's like uh, like beliefs that you hold or anything like that, I think that will really help you kind of like push your your emotions onto onto your. Uh, photography because um, it, it's it's a really good, good opportunity for the world to see uh how you see the world like through your photos man it, it's, it's a really cool opportunity and really interesting so yeah I, I think that's how you kind of combat the kind of oversaturation of it Um I know it's a bit of a like philosophical answer where it's just like pull your heart out Um but it, it, it kind of rings true a little bit does that does that answer your question yeah it
1: does thank yeah, you thanks. Cool. I just had one more. I think you mentioned also, like, um, like you know, people shooting film and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and other mediums. And as like a tour photographer, I've noticed uh, like other tour photographers and things like that really creating these like amazing uh, styles and bodies of work, like shooting film. And um, I I, like pretty much only shoot digital. And uh, I just think that that's like another amazing way to differentiate yourself is. Sometimes I'll see tour photographers shooting like entire tours, like most of the work on uh, like medium format and stuff like that. And it's so, so sick yeah. and uh, I don't feel talented enough to do it. But I think uh, that like using different mediums and different tools like that can definitely help you create your style yeah. that uh, differenti- differentiates you from uh, other people. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of on the, just very quickly on the back of that, that my my whole philosophy around cameras and stuff is that if the camera in your hand does what your mind is imagining, then it's the right camera for you. That could be an iPhone. That could be a $40,000 Hassleblad. It, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, as long as it's doing the thing. So, like, you know, point-and-shoot cameras and all that kind of stuff has had, like, a massive comeback. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Matty it is it's exactly right. Thanks, Mia. Thank you, Um, Kara. I like this question actually—the one that you sent over. Because I'm, I'm I'm very interested to hear what matters are. Actually, are you there, Cara? I think you are. I think your mic's unmuted. Oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry, it
7: wouldn't let me unmute for some reason. That's
0: okay. Hello. Um,
7: There we go. Um, which question? I, I sent in two. Did you? I remember. Um, yeah, I don't know which one you're talking about now.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, I <laughs> I noted down the, the essentials one. Oh,
7: yes. Okay, that's the one I was going to go with. Okay, so cool, cool. Yeah, cool. that up. <laughs> So I basically just wanted to know what was in your, like what essentials are in your touring equipment kit? Um, because it's not like, you know, like like you were saying, some photographers, I know, I think Miranda McDonald's Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. She likes to also shoot on film and digital and sure. everything else. And obviously, you can't bring everything with yeah. you onto, especially when trying to travel light. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: So
7: I was just wondering what was in your sort of essential equipment kit.
0: Sure, man. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's very funny how quickly um, you realise, especially. Um, when you're doing, like, world tours, North American tours, less so, but it, it, is, it still rings true, um, that, yeah, you you absolutely cannot <laughs> bring everything that you have because of, like, the amount... I'd like to think that I'm a fairly nice, reasonable person. The amount of arguments that I've had with plane staff is unbelievable. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Like, almost... Every airport I've ever been in, there's like a pretty kind of like stern conversation with me and an air stewardess because it's like they're like, Oh, how heavy is your bag? and I'm like, Oh, it's like 20 kg, and they're like, Well, oh, you can't bring that on. And I'm like, Okay, well, are you gonna guarantee that if I put this in the hold, it's gonna come out the other end? And they're like, We can never guarantee. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm not put it in the hold then? <laughs> um, so it is a really good question, um, because that is. It can be quite stressful, and I'm sure Matty will touch on this once I've finished. Um, when you're like, okay, I'm going on tour for the next three months. Um, what do I want to take? <laughs> um, I've kind of got it nailed down now. I did I did a couple of tours where I tried to bring like a medium format, a 35 mil, my like pro photo light head, um, all my digital stuff, and then. Like I said, I was getting to airports and I was like, this is not fun, man. Like, this is not cool. Um, So I've kind of, like, whittled my camera gear down, like, quite a lot now. Um, The way that I shoot is I shoot everything on stage digital and then everything off stage film. Um, So I use um, a little Contax G2 for anything off stage and a Hasselblad X-Pan for, like, off stage stuff. And then on stage I have, like, two Nikon bodies that I use with, like, of lenses and stuff. Um, But kind of moving away from equipment, um, which I I always find quite a fun fun thing to do, (laughs) extension cables, massively, like, you would be so surprised how little plugs there are when you need to, like, charge your laptop, charge two of your cameras, charge your iPhone, you know, like, and then there's, like, one plug in a massive venue, like, it's, it's ridiculous, so, honestly, like, buying an extension, lead, I don't, I don't know if that's, like, an Englishism of calling an extension, lead, but, you know, like, a plug with, like, four, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 an extension cord, yeah, 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 exactly, um, that's, like, a massive one for me, I know it's really boring, <laughs> um, but that's, like, no, a, but it's
7: good to know, because, I mean, I would have never
2: thought of that, yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that's, like, a right. massive
0: one, um, if you're touring with film, um, and you're you're like flying and stuff, try not to buy above 400 ISO. Otherwise, if they um, put the film through x-ray, it'll get destroyed.
7: Of course, yeah. Um,
0: So, always try and carry kind of... It's kind of like 800 and below, but I try and go for 400 just to be careful. Um, And carry it in your hand luggage rather than in checked luggage, because the x-rays that they... uh, x-ray the 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 check luggage with are a lot stronger than the hand luggage ones so i've done the mistake of before of like leaving loads of film in a check in in a checked bag and then they're kind of ruined when you get to the other end and you don't know until you've shot a roll on it and then like everything's like cloudy and you're like fuck (laughs) (laughs) um so that's a that's like a really like really big one and that can be quite stressful um at security because i you can by law um get uh, security staff to hand check your film uh, rather than putting it through the x-ray so it does kind of make the whole thing a bit more lengthy but it's just something if you prepare yourself for put them into like a little clear plastic wallet kind of thing and then like hand them to them be like oh can, can you like hand it's usually fine um yeah that's like a massive one for me um don't like pack um like a couple of sets of just like all black clothing um, for like stage stuff, uh, that's I don't know if anybody knows here. It might be kind of uh, sound a bit patronising, but you are expected to wear all black um, when you're kind of shooting shows. So like black shoes, black, black um, trousers, black t-shirt, um, just for just for shows and stuff. And yeah, just try and pack as light as possible, really, because unless you're like unless you're touring the moon, like there's always going to be a shop uh, that you can pop to. And grab something that you forgot, whether that's like deodorant or whatever. Um, yeah, that that's like a really like um, you know uh, physical checklist of, of things that are quite important to do. Um, yeah, I think I think that's kind of it. On my end. What, what about you, Mahi?
1: I am the absolute fucking worst uh, at <laughs> gear. I like lose sleep every night if i'm not like if i don't have the perfect like camera bag uh <laughs> i'm just like all about it and i wish i was the opposite because there's so many people who are just like yeah i got this whole camera and they take like the most incredible photos and, <laughs> so it's like not the end of the world if you're not this way but i um i'm very much of of the the lifestyle that's uh i have like the perfect bag for tour the perfect like pack uh i bring like it's like my checklist is literally like a checklist. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a similar thing. Uh, I don't shoot as much film, but um, I usually have. Uh, I just switched to Sony, um, but I used to carry two Canon bodies, which I used for stills, and then one Sony body that I used for video. Um, so I have like those and a gimbal, and obviously just an assortment of lenses. And I usually bring like one or two film cameras. Um, but for me, kind of uh, the the basis of all of it is packing light on clothes. Like I'll literally mm-hmm. bring like one pair of jeans sometimes, two, which is disgusting. But um, the more room for camera gear, the better. And yeah. uh, like the utmost most important thing that's like non-negotiable for me is that all of my gear I can carry like it through the airport yeah, just yeah. by myself. Yeah. Like as a photographer, uh, one of the things that I think if you don't tour a lot, uh, you kind of have maybe this almost sounds bad, but it's not like the expectation to be treated the same as like the artists. Mm. Um, you know, you see people around you being treated really well cause they're paying people to like, take care of their shit for you shit. and, uh, you are one of the people who they're paying. So. Uh, I, I guess I've seen it happen a couple times where people expect that, oh, like this person is getting this, I deserve this too, but uh, I think it really pays off to be like self-sufficient and uh, for me that's like I can carry all of my own shit and uh, it'll fit like in the bus bay and it won't take up all of the space, yeah. like it's not affecting anyone else, yeah. uh, I don't have to rely on anyone, it's just me and like my gear. Yeah. And. Uh, For me, that means I have like one big photo roller bag and then another big, like, uh, just like big rolling pack bag. And the rolling photo bag is like, uh, it's stupid how important this is, but like international carry on size from Think Tank make a great one uh, that I think most people use. But it's, uh, again, you run into things all the time where people uh, people are like, oh, this shit's overweight or Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. But I just try to fit in as much photo gear as I can to, my photo bag is like barely zips, it's so full. Yeah. My other bag has like my one pair of jeans and all of my black clothing and uh, <laughs> that also, and then that has like the gimbal and everything else in it and that barely fits. But um, at airports, I've honestly, Jordan had some success. Adam L. Macias taught me this trick a long time ago. He he told me, uh, like in North America, you don't usually have a problem with weight on like yeah. carry-ons when you fly. it's They're kind of fine with it. Um, but everywhere else in the world, I don't understand why uh people are losing their shit over it but i've gotten into fights too especially like in europe uh mm-hmm. they love to have weight restrictions like mm-hmm. carry ons but adam and has taught me to uh tell them that okay like i don't want to check this but uh like i will if you like force me to last time i checked it though uh like you guys lost it and there's like sixty thousand dollars in this bag there's not. <laughs> There's like sixty thousand dollars worth of shit in this bag, and last time that happened, you lost it, and you guys had to pay me sixty thousand dollars. And like, if you want to be responsible for that, that's cool. I'll check it. But if you don't, then I've got to bring it on the plane. Yeah. And the people you talk to, like, it sucks because it's obviously a lie and everything. But uh, it generally works. I've found. Yeah. If you want to try that next time, um, just yeah, a little I tip just... to know, yeah. <laughs> have in your yeah, back yeah, pocket yeah. just in case. Yeah, I've had a lot of success with it, but yeah, I'd say just generally um, when I'm packing for tour and stuff, it's just like trying to make sure that that everything is is contained and organized, and uh, that it doesn't like affect anyone else. Yeah. Sometimes on North American tours, I'll uh, pretty frequently now, almost every tour, I'll bring like a very small lighting kit. It's like a portable battery light or two, and uh, then I'll order like a backdrop to the venue the first day of tour and store that those fit like in the bus bay if you're doing like a long north america tour or something like that uh uh but other than that it's 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 really just uh trying i tried my absolute hardest to find it's like tools that work across the board like are compatible with everything so i'm just i have like the optimal pack mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I think Jordan covered most of it. Yeah, you, you, you made a really good point, which we haven't spoke about yet,
0: um, which is kind of diverging away from your question a little bit, Kara. Um, but in terms of um, not being a burden on anybody, is so important. Like, you have to understand, like, now, like, you have to understand now that if you're hired as a photographer by a band... You are very, very much the luxury component to the touring machine. You are not essential. You are not essential. Like, first and foremost, the band can go out every night and get paid the same amount of money every single night if you're not there. If the guitar tech doesn't turn up one night, not good. If the tour manager doesn't turn up, not good. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Please, if if there's one thing you take away from this whole thing is that you have to understand your position as a photographer is a luxury for the band and you can't you can't overbear you're like oh i've got four pelly cases can can the band's pa like help me with all the stuff like nah like big no no just like
1: if if yeah if anything it's like being the ones like help carry all the shit like when i work for 30 seconds to mars i honestly like there's like a small a party in some tours where it's like the artist and the tour manager and if you're lucky as a photographer you get to be in that party and a lot of times you'll like maybe stay a different place than the rest of the crew and travel separately and all this stuff and uh when i worked for 30 seconds to mars for years i carried like all of the bags for everyone. I always got left behind yeah. and I carried everyone's bags, brought them to the hotel, separated them, sent them to the right hotels, all this shit. I'm the photographer. And it's just like being able to chip in like that, A, makes you enjoyable to have around and makes you indispensable in a job that is very dispensable. Uh, and, and B, like builds relationships for you that these people will have your back. And that's exactly what you want when you're on tour with people. You want people who will, like, absolutely fight for you make sure you're taken care of Mm -hmm. you know the tour manager on the tour where i carried all the bags like anytime i want like even stupid things like guest list or something it's like i got you you're good like this is taken care of and i think it's also just being a nice person it's not a transactional thing but like treating people you know picking up slack wherever it's possible and not just limiting yourself to being a photographer is. Like you said, it's a luxury thing. I always like to say it's the least important job on yeah, tour, literally. which is sometimes true. Yeah, um, it's very true. But yeah. So basically,
7: yeah. just being like the most helpful way you can be, just an yeah. all-around good contributor, and
0: yeah, yeah, just the, trying to the nicest do possible your bits version of
1: yourself,
7: quick and quiet, and
1: yeah. <laughs> an all-around good person. And there's, yeah, and there's like a million people <laughs> who would like, like kill for you know a, any job as a tour photographer obviously like it's a tough it's a tough gig where there aren't that many uh i mean there are a lot of opportunities but amongst amongst like big touring bands all the time like everybody kind of has one now so maybe it's not as indispensable as it once was but there's always somebody like chomping at a bit that would love to be in the place that you're in so uh, i think just making sure that you are the most like enjoyable and you, you help out as much as possible is really what makes you an asset to the team and does make you indispensable and makes you feel like part of their
0: family and part of their like core group. Yeah, exactly. So to answer your question, you pack one pair of jeans and be really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect. So
7: cool. perfect. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks. That was awesome.
0: Thank you, mate. Hopefully we'll be back in South Africa soon. Yes. <laughs> See you soon. Thank you. Um, so, Sarah. Sarah and Kara, Sarah.
8: <laughs> okay, so my question is How do you break the ice with artists? I mean, for the first time, you're going to work with someone and you want to make a good atmosphere Mm -hmm. to capture the essence of the person, Mm in the photographs. How do you do it? And if you can tell us an experience
1: you have.
0: Sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Matty, do you you want to start with that one, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, this one is is always tough for me. I'm really... uh, by nature, I'm like a pretty shy person. And especially when I'm around people I don't know, or people who like, could potentially hire me, like the last thing I want to do is rub someone the wrong way or leave the wrong impression. And uh, generally, I do my best to like be a fly on the wall and try to feel like what the vibe of these people are, because there's some bands I've toured with where it's like, it's just like, so easygoing and fun. And You don't need to, like, worry about your effect on the atmosphere or the room. Uh, You can just, like, exist and, like, give people shit and be funny and stuff like that. And then there's other artists who, like, maybe you're not even, like, welcome in the dressing room unless you're asked. Uh, I think there's just, like, such a wide range of personalities amongst artists. And you want to make sure that, like, you can be a bit of a chameleon. the way that you should, like a sort of of social awareness to the situation. And uh, I think that's one thing that like when I go in and have met artists and stuff, I'll kind of like be patient and wait and uh, see like what what their personality is and like what the vibe of their entire crew is that exists now and uh, how people treat them. And stuff like that. And I think you can find out a lot about how you should act around people just by seeing how other people are acting around these people that know them well yeah. and how they like to be treated and how they, you know, all of that can be extrapolated to how they like to be photographed and yeah. uh, like how they protect or are open with like their privacy and uh, stuff like that. So uh, I think it's different for every artist, but every time I go into a new situation with an artist I haven't met with before or worked with before, I'll really kind of take a back seat and, like, be a fly on the wall and, uh, like, feel out the whole thing before, like, I don't go in trying to make, like, huge first impressions or, like, take, take anyone's like, attention or time or anything and just try to, like, silently, uh, like, go about my work and deliver, like, the best thing possible and then as you learn these people more and build relationships with these people, you can obviously moved well beyond that and a lot of people i've toured with artists and crew and everything have been like some of the best friends i have in my life to this day but it it never starts that way like that's never the first impression i want to go in with is like oh, i like be best friends that's just like <laughs> overbearing and often not like what the artist is looking for sometimes they're just looking for someone who can like quietly uh like capture them and their essence and what's going on and uh you know it's really different for every artist but there's times like, uh, to give an example of one, I think uh, she asked for a situation, but like when I first started working for this band, 30 Seconds to Mars, I was on tour with a different band uh, called Paris. And it was this band Paris and then 30 Seconds to Mars played and then Muse played. And we were on this tour and one day the photographer, 30 Seconds to Mars, this photographer got sick and uh, they the assistant of the singer of the band Came up to our dressing room two minutes before 30 sec- seconds to mars went on knocked on the door and they're like hey can we borrow your photographer really quick and i'm like oh that's me i'm the photographer like oh can you shoot the set and i was like yeah yeah absolutely why not that sounds great and uh we like walked down to the stage and she's like jared really loves it when like you are on the stage like right next to him getting these like wide-angle photos like don't worry about like uh like being too close or like being on stage she's like just Do your thing, like don't worry about getting in the way or anything like that. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "This is not what I was expecting, and this is a lot of pressure, and something that I'm not really comfortable with." And uh, I basically just took that that opportunity, and uh, with the little information I had, like tried to stay out of the way, and uh, like tried to have him like not even notice me, Um, and definitely like didn't press the boundaries as far as I I think I could have. but like I delivered those images, and then they asked me to shoot the next show, the next show for them the next day, and then after that they asked me to go on tour for like two years, and uh, uh-huh. it's just kind of another another thing of creating your own luck, where like I happens to be on that tour with a smaller artist, and an opportunity arose, and I got lucky. But um, yeah, I don't know, and I found out that that artist like enjoyed having their photographer and videographer like up in their grill on stage but i would never just go in and do that right away even when asked to and over time i got more comfortable with it it became like part of the process and workflow and part of our relationship uh but yeah does that answer the question a little bit yes
3: yeah,
0: yeah I, Like that's a, that's such a cool story I, I didn't know that that's amazing yeah that's, yeah
1: that's was, so that's, sick
0: that's amazing I bet the bet that was like I bet you were like shitting yourself, weren't you, when you went up?
1: Oh my god, yeah. I was like I was like fuck, I like I've never I wasn't allowed to shoot thirty seconds to Mars on the tour. Uh it was just yeah. with the opener. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then changed overnight wow. pretty quick. Yeah, but.
0: going from not allowed to you can go anywhere you want. You can do a cartwheel. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> and then the, the So the first day was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I'm definitely like, fuck. Thank God they had a videographer who was like running all around the stage. and yeah, like, sure. if this guy's doing this, then I feel fine. And what I'm doing, like hiding behind the drum set. Sure, But uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think that stuff goes a long way, like feeling out of situation yeah. and, and learning the people involved and the artist and Absolutely. what their hopes are and what their likes are before... You really like start to create your impression.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you you've you talked about some really cool things there, and it, I I like the way a lot of these questions kind of flow into each other because I think this conversation is um, a lot about being kind of emotionally literate in, of your surroundings as well. Something that I talked about earlier. Um, of just being super aware of your surroundings, and what I've found over these sessions actually is that me, myself, like, me, myself included, and um, all the other photographers that I've had so far, is that all of our personality types are pretty quiet, kind of a uh, little bit reserved, and we kind of, we are the fly on the wall, and we aren't big personalities, we aren't, yeah. hey guys, let's go out for a drink, wait, like, it's not that kind of personality kind of thing. Um again that does work for some people i'm not saying that the way that me and matty do it is the right way to do it because i'm sure there's like a million ways you can do it but this is our experience of it um and i feel like bands do appreciate that and an artist generally do appreciate you kind of not not being the center of attention obviously because you're you're there for a reason which is to usually document them um like to, to give you an example a it's not a very long example, but it's, it's a very kind of concise example of how you can go about things. So um, I met the 1975 through uh, various bits and bobs that I won't go into now. But basically, I ended up on the first day of the tour in the UK and I'd only met them uh, like four times before. And not like not like for a long time, like I hadn't really had like lengthy conversations with them or anything. Then all of a sudden I was on this like two and a half week UK tour. Um, so what I did on the first day was that I didn't automatically go into the dressing room. Um, I went to the the um, the crew dressing room first, and then it kind of took for the tour manager to be like, "Oh, like, do you do you want me to introduce you to everyone?" And I was like, "Yeah, fine, okay." So the the first two days of, of that UK tour, I didn't take my camera backstage into the dressing room. Um, just as a matter of kind of exactly what Matty was saying of going into the room not not by any stretch of the imagination imposing yourself on the room just being like hey you know lovely to meet you all like I, you know I'm Jordan I'm going to be on the thing for the next couple of weeks um, yeah and then I, I literally sat in the corner of the room with like a couple of the other people and just kind of watched how everybody <laughs> behaved Um, And then just over time, you you figure out, like, who likes what and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, It is different when it comes to, like, new artists. I don't know about you, Matty, but, like, when you, like, just meet a band for the day um, can can be quite hard sometimes because you have to, like, do that on, like, super speed. You have to, like, you don't have the luxury of, like, a month to get to know someone. You just have to... Um, but again, this kind of comes back to everything that we've been speaking about of just like being really nice because um, people aren't not going to enjoy being around nice people. Like people might get annoyed by someone being super abrasive or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that the biggest thing is always again. I know I, I sound like a broken record, man, but just if you if your idea of being super nice and super lovely to someone just do that honestly just just do that just pre- pretend like you're talking to like your boyfriend or your girlfriend's nan do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's I
1: pretend everyone's my girlfriend's grandmother
0: exactly yeah exactly um d- does that answer your question Sarah? yes yeah, thank you cool thank you thank you uh for tuning in from columbia very cool um so we've got cassidy Next, Cass. I keep on saying your full name. Sorry, Cass. It's okay. Mm-hmm.
6: Um, so my question is: What's the best advice you could give a young person starting out in the photography industry?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to start this one, mate? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Um, so I've. It's th- this question is really interesting because I've had this question on every single uh, session so far, and I think it's a question that people really want to know because it's, it's, you're hoping for, like, a a golden rule (laughs) uh, before before you start. Um, I think the advice that I've given um, is kind of less philosophical and more um, kind of, like, set in stone stuff that you can do. It's really boring, the kind of stuff that I'm going to tell you now, but I promise you it will really help. Um, If you can, like, before you, like, shoot, loads loads more um is get like a digital filing system set up properly um in terms of like how you name your files and how you like organize your like folders and your subfolders and where you put your raw images and your edits and stuff like that so like for example um my files are always called um the name of the band underscore um what I'm doing, so, for example, uh, the 1975 underscore um, US tour 2019 underscore uh, 0001, and then that goes, like, 0123456789, et etc. Et and then underscore my initials. Um, so then that way, um, it's the, the stuff's so easy to find when, it, when you're, like, when somebody in six months, and trust me, it happens, when somebody in six months' time goes, um,
5: Oh, yeah, have you, have
0: you got that uh, photo of um, so-and-so from um, Chicago in 2017? And you're like, hmm, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll find it somewhere. But if you've, like, labelled stuff, um, like, super well, um, it will really make your life easier. Um, so, yeah, super boring uh, number one advice is that. Uh, number two boring advice... Is um, please 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 uh, look into how your tax system works for self-employed people, um, wherever you live. Uh, we've got people from all around the world here uh, and in different states of America. Um, so I don't know how your stuff works, but um, yeah, please look into like um, if there's any like benefits you get from from being self-employed. If if government can help out um, kind of self-employed people just starting out. Uh, if there's any, like, grants that you can get from being, like, a young photographer uh, or, like, a young, you know, entrepreneur, if you like. That's the way you could phrase it, to a, <laughs> to a grant body or whatever. Um, and just spend, like, a tiny bit of time um, <coughs> just looking at taxes. I There's a software. Um, I don't know if it's, like, a global thing, but I use a software in the UK called Free Agent, um, which is quite... It's, it is quite expensive, and I, I think there are kind of cheaper alternatives, but I found that it works the best for me. Um, and that's a kind of software where you download your your statements, your bank statements, and you upload it, and then you basically go through your statement and pick out what kind of expense it is, and then it, it basically does the taxes for you. Like It makes it so much easier. Um, Yeah, so I'd maybe advise to, like, look into some software that could help you out with taxes and stuff. Um, Because I didn't didn't get my head around taxes until, like, four years ago, when I was, like, already, like, two years into being self-employed. And it's so stressful when, like, you don't really know what you're doing and you're like, oh, am I going to get, like, a... £5,000 bill in like a month because I've done it wrong, like you don't want that stress, like you really don't want that stress. Um, yeah, they're the two like massive ones that I really, really, really wish that I would have done um, as, as a younger person because I, I've had the, the luxury of going through all my old hard drives during this, this quarantine. And it's so frustrating <laughs> when you go back and you, you've named stuff like stupid shit. Do you know what I mean? Because um, at some point you will have to go back and sort it all out. So start now. Because um, you're 17, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So start yeah. now. Do now. And never look back. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add, Matty?
1: I would like to firmly reiterate your two points are <laughs> like, so key. Honestly, the another thing just diving off of that a little bit is like making sure you have a good backup system as well yeah. through your files is crucial. And it's expensive and feels redundant, but it will not feel redundant when your main hard drive fails and you lose a shit ton of important stuff.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, it, it takes that experience happening to you one time before you make sure that you have a great backup system. But it would be sick if it just didn't happen to you at all. <laughs> Uh, and it's happened to me, uh, twice, uh, and it's like so devastating and it was very early in my career and I would never let anything like that happen now. I have like, uh, like a full road set up at home with like a home server and all this shit. And, uh, it helps me sleep at night, but yeah, the the organization is so, so key, especially when I go out on tour, I try to have everything like set up and, uh, Like maybe something like your pictures folder instead of the folder on your hard drive because uh, Lightroom defaults there. Like the two seconds you save is just absolutely not worth the night the nightmare that you go through later when you're trying to sort it all out and name everything correctly. And uh, yeah, it's a big process. If you if you like shoot messily even for a year or two, and and then you like start your career and you start touring and stuff, like those are just shit habits that uh, creep into your work and. If you take the small amount of extra time to so like be on top of all of it and make sure that you're organized, you will save so much time and so many headaches, and mm-hmm. uh, be so much better off for it. And like you said, I get asked all the time. I'm like, oh, people will like text me a photo, and they're like, where is this photo from? And uh, you can just like see in the name, oh, this photo is from Milwaukee, in 2017, exactly. and it just makes life so much easier. I personally have, so um, like. My organization is, I deliver uh, files to every artist on Dropbox, so my Dropbox is super organized and then uh, all of my backups exist on uh, hard drives, I go on two hard drives for every tour that are just carbon copies of each Mm other and I keep like one in my backpack and one in my bus bunk, so if my backpack gets stolen, I'm fine, if the bus blows up, I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I think just those those, like... uh, organization practices are, cannot be uh, overstated and how like important that is yeah. later on. And uh, if you keep, if you like don't form those habits now and you stay messy, it's like gonna bite your back Like you're gonna accidentally delete some important photos or you know, shit like that happens all the time if you're, if you're not careful. So I'd say those are crucial. I would also say uh, learning new skills can be immensely helpful for your career, especially when you're young. I didn't start shooting shows until I was 18, and I didn't start touring until I was uh, 23. But uh, as I've like progressed in my career, I like the amount of opportunities that I kind of missed out on because I didn't have a certain skill. It's kind of heartbreaking. Like I refused to learn video because I thought it was difficult. Um, like how to properly shoot video. Uh, until I was like 24, 25, I'd already been touring for a little bit. And um, I would get so many, so many offers for, for gigs that were like, hey, we need someone to shoot just video on this tour. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't shoot video, but here's some people who do. And I would pass up all these opportunities just because I didn't like take the time to learn how to do that skill. And uh, since then, like I one day I just sat down and I just like went through fucking couple weeks of just crash courses on youtube and like getting the right gear for it and like having the knowledge of how to do it properly and organize myself correctly and uh now i like get a ton of little video gigs all the time and i shoot video on tour with artists like billy where we're not like she doesn't she's not heavy on like video content but um the stuff that i shoot has been used for like all sorts of ridiculous shit and uh it negates having like another person on tour which can be immensely valuable and I even know some photographers who like get paid one salary for shooting stills and then get paid another salary for shooting video on tour with the same artist doing the same gig which is insane Um, but skills like that and opportunities like that like if I could go back in time to when I was 17 I would not just like focus on improving my still photography I would learn video my person, I'm okay. You're okay. A little bit, then but okay. you're okay. Cool. My internet sucks. Sorry, guys. But I would learn video. I'd learn how to do it properly, and uh, I would learn probably After Effects. I'd learn how to edit on Adobe Premiere for sure. Uh, and After Effects is a huge one right now. That's like people are getting hired all the time to, to do all sorts of like cool visual things, especially tying it into concerts. Uh, and being a tour photographer, like if you have those, those skills, you can really like set your work apart, and uh, like make really really creative content that uh, otherwise would have to be like hired out. And uh, I think if you can just like know as much stuff as possible and have as many skills as possible, I think a, a lot of doors will open for you, and a lot of opportunities will happen. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, a million stories like this, but there's this guy Gibson has
0: Oh sorry, you broke up a bit there, Matty. Oh, you have fully frozen in <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, is he frozen for everybody else, yeah? <laughs> okay, alright. We'll 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 bear with Matty for two seconds. I'm sure the story's Hello. Hello, Matty. Hello?
1: You're back. Oh, eh? Sorry about that. <laughs> That's
0: okay. The the, um... the name of the the, the person is who, sorry?
1: Yes, Gibson Hazard is this guy. You should look him up if you haven't. But this guy used to shoot, uh, used to shoot like concerts. So as like a stills photographer. Then he learned how to do a little bit of video, and then he learned how to graphic effects. Um, I don't know this guy personally, but um, he used to shoot for this guy G Easy, I think. Mm. And uh, anyway, since then he's like learned how to do all of these like three D modeling programs and stuff, and he no longer tours cause he's making these insane, uh, like 3d modeled visuals for like Nike and the NFL. Mm. And he makes them for Billy Eilish, Sean Mendez and, uh, like literally everyone you can think of all of the biggest names he's mm. like doing these visuals for. And he was just a, not just, but he was like a stills concert photographer who just like learned skills and it opened some really incredible doors for him. Uh, from what I've like watched his career, uh, for a while he's just like the prime example of, of someone who's like really killing it by taking the time to learn how to do things that aren't necessarily easy and take a little bit of patience
0: great man that's a that's a great answer um it does that answer your question Cass
1: absolutely yeah great thank you
0: thank you so much man thank you um so Natalia
9: yeah hello hi <laughs> Uh, well, my question, you earlier mentioned, you know, your style and how people can easily, you know, take pictures with iPhones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, finding my own style is something that I've really struggled with. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you know, how would you describe your style and what did you do to find your, your style?
0: Hmm. It's a very good question. Um... I think I think my style from my point of view, um, does change a little bit from artist to artist, because I think one of the questions that I always ask the artists when I first start working with them is is how do they want to come across um, in photos and, and in other bits of content uh, because that that can range quite dramatically depending on who you're working with because if you're shooting a a rapper they might want to come across uh, very different to uh, someone like Matty from the 1975. Um, So I think your style uh, does change around the kind of people that you work for. Um, It's a really, really difficult one because it's a a bit of a kind of... uh, There's not like a solid answer for it of like, how you find your style I think it's a matter of you're in a really kind of like a beautiful position where you can you have the opportunity and I said this earlier to really show the world um how you see it um and and that's like that's really important and you just have to I think a lot of the time it comes down to confidence um and that does sometimes I'm 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 speaking on behalf of myself, I'm not speaking for anybody else here, but that has come with age, definitely for me, where, like, as I've got older, I'm just, I'm so much more comfortable in my own skin and how I want people to perceive the world kind of through me, because I've kind of got to the point of, like, well, if you don't like the way I see it, then you don't have to kind of consume it, like, whatever, it's fine. But if you do enjoy it, then great, you're here for the right? Um, So, yeah, it, it's hard because I can't give you like a, a kind of a rule book of how you kind of find that. But I think it is a kind of, I, it's life really of just kind of self of self exploring and, and what that looks like. And over time, that will change a lot, and um, that will change a lot due to like your interests and 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 if you're, like, super in love with someone or you're, like, super pissed off with someone, like, I think your, your images will change around those kind of moments in your life. Um, there's, like, it's um, a painter, a, a British painter called David Hockney, um, who's really cool. He, I went to one of his exhibitions at uh, the Tate not that long ago. And so you, you kind of walk through this, like, 12-room gallery, and you go through all these, like, stages of his life, and his 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 moods and stuff just completely changed the way through his life, man. And then it's re- it's really sad. And I, I don't mean to kind of end this bit of advice on the sour note, but like the 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 last um, the last room is um, is is super. No, no, it, no, it's not David Hockney. It's not David Hockney at all. It's uh, Don McCullen, the war photographer. Um, wow. Not yeah, not David Hockney. Very similar, but yeah. Uh, very similar um exhibition space. But no, Don McCullen, one of the best photographers that has ever watched this planet. Um the the end room, um he he moved away from war photography where he's captured these like insanely like tragic and like beautifully like scary photos and stuff like that. And then the last the last room is um he's like moved on to Photographing landscapes, but the landscapes are like really, like depressing, <laughs> and they're like really heavy because like this man has just he's been to like Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, Iraq. Like he's he's done every single war zone you can think of, and um, so sorry to kind of divulge that, but like kind of coming back to what I was saying, it really does just depend on your confidence and in, in how you want to kind of perceive the world because i think um i'm sure there's there's um negatives to living here in colombia but i think there's also like massive ben- benefits as well of being like from such a an incredibly beautiful like fantastic lively amazing country that like me and matty i d- don't have really because we're from like uh, they're beautiful in their own ways of course but like everybody looks to like western media for like How things look and how things should look but you're in a really great position where you're like you can like show Colombia to the world like you can you can really push that to to a whole new level um so I feel like you should like you could and you know embrace um what's around you and what things that you might find like super normal like to me and Matty who live in like cities in the UK and America would be like oh my god that's crazy do you know what I mean um so yeah, man, just have a look around you and, and, and what inspires you. Um, and I think that will kind of help your your, your road to, to finding what uh, a, a so-called style looks like. Um, yeah, do, do you have anything to add to that, Matty?
1: No, not much. No. I, I totally agree with you that style is just like an ever-evolving thing. And yeah. uh, as, as just a tour photographer, uh, like you said, every time I work with a new artist, it's, again, like you mentioned earlier it makes it so much easier to work with someone when you really love music Mm -hmm. and i think uh i think that when there are artists that i really love the, the music uh first and foremost it's pretty simple to like develop a style based off that kind of like i think that's like a good indicator of like what the music feels like to you and how you uh i don't know how you you can kind of take that and like represent that visually is a big thing, and um, I tried to do that with like really all of my clients. I've been really lucky to work with pretty much only artists that I'm a fan of, so that makes it infinitely easier as well. But, um, definitely, just like I think my style is, uh, myself is highly representative of like what I feel the artist's style is, and just trying to like visually represent that as accurately as possible in a way that I feel like the artists. Uh, like wants to be represented. And whether it's like talking to them about that or just like getting that, that feeling and just like uh, drawing from like their music videos or, or you know album artwork or uh, peripheral stuff like that and kind of trying to keep that consistent with the work that you're producing in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then right. obviously having, you know, you're always affected by, your surroundings and the artwork that you like and the other things that you like and all of that is like a culmination of your style is just a culmination of all of that so mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's just it's, it's a lot of things combined but uh, for me my style is like always changing, always, always, always Yeah,
0: Great man but d- does that answer your question Natalia? Um, yes, thank you very much Great, thank you thank you so much um, so we've got, I think we've got three more questions left. Thank you for everyone that's hanging around. We've already been here for an hour and a half. You're all soldiers. Thank you very much. Um, so we've got Audrey next.
10: Hello. Hello, Audrey. Um, yeah. So my question, I'm well. Right now, I'm a student at university, and there are a lot of moments like where I have an opportunity to go on tour with someone. Granted, it's like in a 15 passenger van, but still it's an opportunity or working for a festival or something like that. But I have school during that time. So I was wondering if like, like, what should someone in my position do, um, when it might affect like our projected graduation rate or kind of thing like that? Like what should we Mm. do in those positions when like ultimately like going and having these opportunities will benefit us more kind of in some way, in some aspects, I guess. Um, so
1: if you guys have anything
0: to say on that, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, Matty, do, do you want to start, mate?
1: Yeah, uh, I feel like I was kind of in a similar situation when I was I was in college, uh, university for in the UK, um, but I was in college in Iowa uh, when I first started getting opportunities to tour, and uh, I really, really, really wanted to. Like take every possible opportunity to shoot a show or work with a band, and uh, like school felt very unimportant. Um, But I'm let's see, six years, seven years removed from from college at this point, and uh, I'm happy that I uh, stuck with it and graduated. And I think a lot of the things that I use, even though I've never used my, I've been a, a full time concert photographer, tour photographer, since I graduated college. And even though I don't need the degrees that I got for anything, uh, I'm pretty happy that I got them. And a lot of elements that, uh, things that I learned in college and university really helped shape uh, even the way I approach photography. I didn't even study photography, but um, the the stuff that I learned in college and the things I was introduced to and uh, some of the other opportunities that I, was given in college, things like working. Uh, I, I studied marketing and doing internships and projects uh, in the marketing aspect honestly gave me in, like knowledge and stuff like that that I use uh, in shooting. Um, but I was kind of in the same boat. And I kind of found this middle ground where uh, I would skip classes occasionally to go shoot something if I had to. Uh, Kind of the biggest one that I did I skipped a week of classes to go uh, I hitched a ride down to Texas to go to South by Southwest yeah. uh, I paid a band like forty dollars and rode in an RV that's like a 30-hour drive and drove down to Austin from Iowa and uh, it was horrid and um, <laughs> but I went to South by Southwest because I really wanted to shoot uh, the 1975 I was playing my first US shows so oh, right. I shot the 1975s first like U.S. show is a showcase in a little bar and uh there were a bunch of other uh bands that I was like I was like this is this feels like a opportunity that's like worth skipping a week with classes and uh so I I guess I kind of uh I it's totally up to you and what you think is most valuable and the path you want to take but uh for me it was important to me to graduate with uh the degrees that I got and make sure I like saw that through. Um, and it definitely like hurt my heart passing up the, even at the time there were small opportunities, but the small opportunities that, was, uh, that were in front of me that would require me skipping school, uh, I kind of like would pick and choose what ones felt worth it. Cause I definitely just like wanted to get out and start shooting and start touring. And uh, uh, I think there's, there's a balance maybe, but, um, it's, it's totally up to you, I would say, and what path you want to take. And I definitely know people who have left college and like are full-time tour photographers or work in the music industry, tour managers, whatever. People sometimes are just like, this this opportunity that I'm offered is more important to me than college and feels like a bigger opportunity than that. And uh, they've taken that and been very successful. But um, yeah, I think it's it's kind of up to every person, just weighing the pros and cons. On uh, my personal experience, even though It prevented me from like going and touring, uh, like for I don't know a year earlier than I could have been in the long haul. And in retrospect, I'm happy that I like saw it through and uh, finished out college. Um, But anyway, that's my personal experience, and I think it's definitely different for every single person. And I know people uh, who have done what I did, and people who've done the opposite, who are very happy that they made the choices that they did.
0: That's a, that's a really good answer. Um, I think I... So I, I, I didn't go to university or, or college for my North American friends. Um, so I can't really contribute in, in a way that, that Matty can in terms of the advice. But I think, I think what I would say is that... Um, <coughs> The skills that you learn at university are transferable, um, like 100%, I think. Again, I'm not speaking on behalf of you, I'm kind of speaking to a wider audience here. Um, I think there are some people that need uh, university um, to... Just like grow up a little bit and just become a little bit more of an adult, because it, it, as much as a as much as a adult you think you are, like it does take sometimes for you to like move out of the home, spend time away from your parents or whoever you live with, um, for you to like really find yourself essentially and um, and what that looks like. So I think even those kind of skills are definitely transferable to like a more kind of work environment. Um, I would. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, quit college and chase the dream because it feels a little bit kind of like if you... the thing is like if you're like in a financial position where you can be like fuck it whatever if it all goes wrong I'll just go back to college then yeah fucking do it man like if you've got like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank yeah do it you know but if if you're gonna like financially care like potentially financially cripple yourself and have no like backup then i would like think quite long and hard about it um i think my the only kind of similar thing um that i had was that i moved down to london um to do um mm-hmm. i was like a junior project manager at an advertising agency for a little bit uh, well for, for literally like four months and i, and I hated it so much that, that i quit about four months in But then I was kind of faced with a position where it was kind of like, um, swim or drown really. So I I went and got a, I went and got a job in retail. So I was working at like a clothes store, just like something. And then that was like a very, very steady income where I was just about keeping afloat. And then I got offered a tour and I, um, like I got offered my first ever tour, um, and then i asked the kind of the, the my boss at the retails like look i know this is really last minute but can i have a like 10 day holiday to to go and do this thing and he was like no and i was like right okay um so then it kind of very much presented itself as a as a kind of that moment where you're like well i either do this and get steady income and feel kind of comfortable or i like really jump in at the deep end and, and kind of go for it. But again, I you know, I was in a nice position that if everything went terribly wrong, I could I could just move back to my parents' house. Like, it was, I'm not in a position where I would have been, like, fucking homeless or something like that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't want to say, like, that way or that way. I think Matty's absolutely right. You need to do what feels right for you um, and, and whatever that looks like, really. <coughs> Yeah, d- d- does that answer your question?
10: For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of
0: course, man. Thank you. Um, so we've got two questions left. Um, so we've got Nori. Yeah. Hello.
9: Okay. So, hello. Uh, my question was just, like, guys to know and, like, how you're staying creative. And I'd just add to that if you guys have any, like, recommendations or, like, things for us to do right now. Because it's obviously
8: we've got a lot of time to
0: do and not a lot of concerts to shoot in about Yeah man, okay, cool. I think um, I'm, (sighs) it's a bit of an interesting one with like me and and, and probably Matt is the same that I've been like photographing um, the 1975 like solidly for like 18 months now. so it was. It was. It, it has been quite nice to be forced to not do photography for a bit, um, and it has been nice to kind of explore of the kind of creative paths that are kind of more doable <laughs> um, at at home. That definitely do help when it comes to uh, when you kind of return to 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 being a photographer or, or being on the path to becoming a photographer. Um, so I've been consuming like. So many movies that like I just haven't had the time to do like down the years, and I know like people like oh but you fly all the time, but I just hate watching movies on the plane. It's no weird thing. Um, I've been like watching loads of movies. I've been playing like a ton of like PlayStation games that I just haven't had the chance to do like down the years, and like I I think I I think I figured out today I've completed ten games in two months. So it's like it's pretty good going. Like I'm I'm on there quite a lot. uh, like I've been learning how to play guitar, um, which has been really nice, and that definitely, because I I I so I started from from scratch. Like I I had no concept. I could play like a C chord, or you know. That was literally. So now, like when I when I, eventually go back on tour and like I see like Adam play i'm gonna be like oh my fucking god he's so good <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> because like i've now tried to do it and i'm just gonna be like oh my god that's insane um so i feel like that's like a really big thing that's been good for me um because I- i'm gonna go back out into uh, the world um it- at-, at some point with, with a kind of a-, a lot more um of a rich kind of culture because I've just kind of taken in so much because I can't make much at the moment, and I've just kind of taken the time to really uh, get into it. Um, I watched a film called um, *Come and See*, um, which is a Russian movie from nineteen eighty-five. Uh, I've spoke about this on the on the other episodes. Um, it's probably the most beautiful film I've ever watched in my life, and if you're stuck for like visual, like. Um, visual inspiration, scene after scene after scene after scene is, like, the best cinema shot you'll see. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll be like, oh, my God, that's the best thing I've ever seen. And then literally two minutes later, you'll be like, oh, my God, that bit's even better. Um, so, like, please go and watch Come and See. Um, I can't... I, the, the guy's name, I, I don't remember who directed it. But it's... that That's incredible. And just finding, like, stuff like that that you, you find really cool. I've been buying... Um, I, I'm super interested in um, kind of like Soviet realism art. Um, so I've bought a lot of kind of like uh, like 1950s and 1960s like Russian art books and stuff. Um, so I've been like mm-hmm. flicking through all these and and it, but even that where um, you can re- like especially with like realism, you can they're so transferable to to photos because now I'm looking at like. Um, you know, paintings done 70 years ago in Soviet Russia, and I'm like, I'm going to copy that in a photo when I get outside, do you know what I mean? Because that is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Um, So, yeah, man, that's basically what I've been doing. Um, I think more to the kind of first question you were talking about in terms of, like, what you guys can do in terms of, like, a photography thing, Kind of loops back to what Matt you saying in terms of like learning new skills is like massive. Um, taking time out to do like super boring stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do. So, for example, I have organised all of my film negatives over this time period. Um, I have like triple backed everything up like uh, digitally, um, just like honestly like super boring stuff that you just you just would put off because you don't have. Twelve hours a day in the house, you know. What I mean? um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I've been doing. So yeah, just um, th- there's a photographer that I know well, and he's really cool. And I've mentioned him on on the other sessions uh, called uh, Todd Oyoung. Oh um, he's got like a really cool blog that he runs. Uh, if you just like Google Todd Oyoung, oh he's based in New York. Um, he runs like a really cool blog where he talks about all the gear that he uses and like pit etiquette and all that kind of stuff. It, it's kind of, it's a bit like what I'm trying to do here, but in a, in a kind of, in a, in a website format. Um, so that, that's really, really cool. Like check out Todd's website, see if you can learn any stuff there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of, um, what my answer to your question would be. Definitely. Did you, have you, have you been doing any cool shit,
1: Matt, Matty, in the, uh, in the lockdown? Yeah, uh, honestly, the, the biggest thing is I got kittens. Sick. Because, uh, you know, when you're on tour, you never uh, you never want to get, like, a an animal because then, you know, yeah. it's hard to take care of, A. And then, B, it's uh, you don't get to see them grow up. You always got to, like, get, like, two weeks off if you're lucky. Yeah. And then you're back at it. So uh, my girlfriend and I took advantage of this time, and she tours as well. So, uh, yeah, we got some kittens. So Shit. I'll get to see them grow up into full-fledged cats and cats. Uh, that's like definitely the highlights of this whole situation, but yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's definitely been tough. I last, the last couple of years, have definitely toured hard, but, um, last year was for Billy, especially it was all of the tours and shows we did, um, were supposed to be a lot smaller than they ended up being. So the, the two tours were kind of rough and, uh, the schedule was like really packed and strenuous and difficult. And, uh, This year was supposed to be the year where it's like we know she's big, so she's playing these arenas. It's all set in stone; nothing's changing. Mm. She's not like getting bumped up or like adding shows. Um, Everything was planned out, and uh, it was supposed to be like a really awesome packed year uh, that we're all very excited for. So to have the rug the rug pulled out from under us definitely hurts a little bit. It was it was gonna be. uh, I was very excited to document it and Mm. go to all these new places and everything, but uh, you know. Like you said, it's trying to make the best of everything in the meantime, and uh, it's crazy to have this large of a chunk of time like blocked off, uh, where there's just really nothing for work. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, just all the housekeeping that sucks that you never wanted to do, the, uh, the organizing files and negatives, and uh, like just checking on your backups and all that shit uh, is a great time to operate great time and opportunity to do that and uh, learning new skills for sure. I even see like other tour, tar- tour photographers I know uh, that were supposed to be on tour right now. Like, I see them like posting little things that are learning, like 3D modeling and After Effects and all the shit that I talked about earlier. And uh, that's definitely stuff that like helps you in the long run. And if you have the, the time for once to like learn all that shit and you don't have a whole lot of, a, a whole lot of other stuff taking up your day, it's like, this is it, this is the time, it's very invaluable, and there's so many resources to do it, so uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, kittens, is, is <laughs> Great amazing,
0: cool. I can't wait for the day that you don't take a pair of jeans on tour, but you take a cat, oh,
1: I, trust me, that's <laughs> happening,
0: um, thank you so much, um, Nori, uh, much appreciated, um, I love Budapest, by the way. But absolutely great I've been I've been to Budapest like seven times. It's so good, it's very sick. Um, thank you for joining. So our last one is Izzy. Hello, Izzy. I don't think you introduced yourself early because you had a bit of trouble getting on, didn't you? Hello. Hello.
6: I did.
9: Yeah, I'm really sorry.
6: That's
0: I okay. A nightmare
9: with the wifi. <laughs>
0: That's okay. How are you doing? Are you are you are you? Oh my God! Are you English?
9: I am in Oh, yes. you're lo- oh
0: um, there we go, lads. Come <laughs> we on. Everyone. We've got one. How you <laughs> doing? Thinking,
6: God, there's loads of Americans. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good. Um, yeah, not too bad, apart
0: from Wi-Fi.
3: Sure.
9: That's okay. Yeah. We'll get past that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of just, it's kind of all been covered already, Sure. Um,
6: but I'm like, a lot like other people on this chat, I'm just kind of starting out at the minute, yeah. and I was just wondering whether you, I mean, you did touch on it, whether you think an academic background in, to so say, like a degree in photography was important, because yeah. obviously you learn a lot of skills mm. doing that, mm. and I just wondered whether that would, like, help in the long run, or not really, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what, again, you obviously just heard me speaking, I think, I, I, I've never been, mm. but from what I've heard from people is that it is it is a fantastic opportunity where you do have access to like equipment that you might not necessarily have access to if you just start out kind of as a freelancer um there's obviously like lectures where I I, I'm assuming that you would have like guest speakers come in who are professional photographers and would do something similar to like what me and Matt are doing today um would it would you know hopefully be beneficial to you in a university setting um i don't i don't ever want this whole no gatekeeper thing to be like an anti anti like university session (laughs) podcast because of my experience of it because because i never went and i am a, a story of not going to university and just doing it and doing well from it um but then Every single photographer that I know, and I, and I mean this, every single photographer that I know has had a completely different path uh, to where they've arrived at now. Um, and, and I'm talking photographers that mm-hmm. are that are on kind of touring with uh, arena bands or arena artists. Um, so I don't think there's ever really a right or wrong way to do things kind of like anything in this industry. Um, you just have to do what feels right for you. Like if you feel like going to university would help you like come out of your shell creatively or like come out of your shell, like be- to become friends with people or um, you just want to have like time away from like your your household and stuff like that. I think like those questions are just as important as like learning lighting and, you know, learning who uh, Annie Leibovitz is. Um, I think that those are the kind of things that you really need to ask yourself um i think matt you could probably give a bit, bit more of a kind of a good answer because you've, you've you've done it and you've been there and w- w- would you feel like it's been beneficial uh, i know you've kind of covered it a little bit but has it been beneficial to your work
1: yeah for sure i think even despite my frustrations at being in college at a time where i thought i could be doing something more productive elsewhere uh i think that it's still Absolutely, like helped make me a more well-rounded person. I think it's something I kind of needed. Uh, a lot of like interests that I, I gained in college and things like art history uh, and stuff like that. Even though I didn't study photography, those things just like having those courses where it's kind of like you're beaten over the head with it. I'm like, oh, actually, I love this, and I'm really interested in this, and uh, it's definitely like I think I did a lot of like personal growth in college that if I was on my own, I I wouldn't have. Like, like gone and tried to seek out these interests or these things, and uh, again to just speak about being like a more well-rounded person. It taught me a lot about like business, and uh, I went to business school. it Taught me a lot about business and marketing and uh, how how to think in that way. Um, which is even if it's not something that interests you, I think is something that's definitely helped me uh, as a photographer and and seeing how. Uh, you know, management operates and different companies operate and when you're shooting for companies like what is the purpose of these images and why does this work on the on a marketing level or uh, I don't know, things like that that may seem boring and may not interest you, but uh to me they were interesting and I've definitely taken some of those those things and uh placed them into how I operate as a photographer and um, you know, I, I think I think it's again it's different for every person i definitely needed people to tell me to i'd be interested in art history and uh, things like that in order to gain an appreciation for it um you are definitely a case of someone who's like fascinated with russian realism from mm. the 1930s and uh like i didn't have interests like that on mm. my own and i definitely benefited from an environment where as like fostered and given to you, yeah. Uh, so I think every person's different, but sure. there's definitely other things too, uh, apart from uh, like being a photographer, just like personal growth. And honestly, as stupid as it is, learning about like investing and um, like setting up retirement funds and stuff that sounds so stupid when you're 19. But um, there's a lot of people in the music industry, especially if most people here hope to be music photographers. Uh, a lot of people haven't really gone to school like they're just really passionate about guitars or they like started a band when they were 16 and just like fell into like a guitar tech job or became like a front house engineer or something like that and uh i think there's a lot of like gaps in uh the knowledge that you maybe get from going to like a university or a college uh Mm -hmm. that if you don't have them on your own uh they can kind of be uh things that you just don't learn about. Like, I guess there's a lot of people I've toured with who like maybe don't, uh, like maybe aren't as responsible with their money. And it's kind of, it's kind of an industry wide thing. And, uh, thankfully just because I went to college and those were like things that like classes that I took and it's like, Oh, this is why this is important. Uh, it became more valuable to me. And, uh, I don't know. I think there's stuff like that, that, Anyone can learn on their own. There are infinite resources online and it's at the library, like everywhere you look, you can learn pretty much anything you want to learn about. But for me, becoming like more of a well-rounded person in college was having people say, "Here are the things you have to learn about," and then in turn being like, "Oh, actually, that's cool shit, and mm. I'm really interested in this." Yeah. So again, different for every person, but that was my experience.
0: Great, thank you, Matty. Does that answer your question? Is
1: yeah it's perfect thank you
0: great thank you mate thank you for persevering and joining the call as well (laughs) thank you for having me of course man of course um so what i would usually do at this point uh is i'd usually go to kind of like twitter and read out questions but we've been here for nearly two hours (laughs) um so i think i'm gonna wrap it now um because yeah i i i would hate for any of you to look at my face for longer than two hours um Thank you so much for coming, I really appreciate you all coming. Um, basically when I, when I end this call, um, a, a version of this whole video that's been uh, recorded will come up in the chat. Feel free to download that and kind of watch it back if you want to kind of listen to some stuff more. Please don't post the video anywhere yet until i do because i'm, j- I'm going to create like a channel for it and i'll put it out properly and stuff like that so just use it for personal use for now um but yeah thank you so much for coming please like talk about it on like twitter and instagram with like hashtag hashtag no gatekeeper um just so everybody can learn about it and again thank you so much for coming massive thank you to matty who's like one of my favorite music photographers so it's been wicked having him on those on the show um and yeah hopefully i
1: feel the same about you
0: thank you bro it's i'll come and hang out in the lay soon i promise please (laughs) um so if everybody um me and matthew are going to stay on the call just for a minute um so if if everybody else can take their leave that would be amazing but i hopefully i'll see you all soon Thanks, Thank guys. you
1: guys so much for coming. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Thanks for your questions. Yes. If you have any more questions, I'm sure it's the same for Jordan, but uh, feel free to email me, like my emails on my website, or tweet me, or send me a message, or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Please do.
3: Cool. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.